If God were to put a hundred million dollars in your account. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today is the last and final message in the seven-part series called Miracle Money. And all of us know that money is a important issue in today's world, especially in the current economy, in the current world economic situation. Money is on more and more people's minds. How am I going to make it? What about my job? What's coming? How am I going to pay for stuff? And God in these series of messages is trying to give you some practical and spiritual keys to bring the miraculous into the area of your financing. And the first six of this seven-part series, you can hear them all at airjesus.com. Just click series, and you can listen to them all absolutely free. Part one, sermon number 5421, called The Law of Stretching. And that, God says, they can tell how much they are stretching things by how much garbage they have. Part two, the law of appreciation. With people, the longer they are blessed with it, the less they appreciate it. Part three, the law of depreciation. All things in the material plane eventually rot. Part four, the law of expectation. That which you expect empowers what you get. God said that I will get what I expect, and I will be empowered by it. Part five, the law of declaration, that which you speak with belief calls upon the angels. And remember, there are angels from both sides. Part six, the law of utilization. It's not what you have that's important. It's what you use. And today's message, part seven, the law of creation. And about the law of creation, God spoke and said, we create with words, but we make grow with action. We create with words, but we make grow with action. Now, these seven messages and these seven laws, it would appear that I spent a whole lot of time and research gathering what these seven laws were. No, I did not. When God spoke the words to me to talk about miracle money, he spoke all seven laws as fast as I could write them down. So I had the laws from a divine source from the beginning. And if we can digest these laws, we can change our world. The law of creation. John chapter 10, beginning at verse 34, the NIV version. Jesus answered them. Is it not written in your law, I have said, you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, what about the one whom the father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? And the scripture that Jesus was referring to was in Psalms chapter 82, verse 6. I said, you are gods. 
you are all sons of the Most High. And Jesus told the people, don't you know that you are God's? Now, the first thing that God did in the beginning was to create. It was the first words written in the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. You are God's. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, you are God. Now, I didn't say that because if I said it, it just would. But, but Jesus told the people that. He said, don't you understand that ye are God's? Don't you understand the power that you have? And the first thing that God did was to create in the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth. Ye are God's. Don't you know that you create? In your own world, most of the stuff you have, you did it. Turn to the person and tell them again. You did it. Most of the stuff in your world, when you boil this stuff down, you created most of this stuff. When you really, truly, and honestly boil it down, you did most of this stuff because Jesus told you, you are God's. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Earth was without form, void, and dark. Without form, void, and dark. Without form meaning that it had no structure, it had no organization. It was void meaning that it was empty. And it was dark. Now, in miracle money terms, without form means that there was no pattern or mechanism or structure to earn money. It was without form. It was void, meaning that you had no money. And it was dark, meaning that you didn't have any idea where you were going to even get any money from. So it was without form, it was void, and it was dark. Can you imagine just being in that situation? And when God created the heaven and the earth, in the beginning, this is what it was. There was no structure, no organization. Everything was chaotic. It was without form. It was empty, and it was dark. Any of you all ever been in that situation? Just stuff just going crazy. And then you don't have anything because oftentimes when stuff is crazy and there is no organization, there is no structure, there is an emptiness that's there. And it's dark. You don't know what to do. And sometimes when you're in that kind of situation, you sit there in a whirlwind, not able to figure out what to do from there. Now, if we are God's, if Jesus has told us this, and the first thing God did was to create, let's just examine how God went about in his creation, and it will give us a structure and a pattern to follow in our creation. Day one, the first thing God said was, let there be light. Let there be light. 
Now, the sun, the moon, and the stars were not created until the fourth day. So when God said, let there be light, he wasn't talking about daylight. He wasn't talking about the sun, the moon, or the stars because he didn't make those until the fourth day. But yet darkness was, well, what kind of light was he talking about? He was talking about the light of understanding. See, you can be out in the middle of broad daylight and don't understand something. You're still in the dark. So he was talking about the light of understanding. Before you're going to get anything, you're going to need to understand some things. So number one in creation is understanding. And, and see, if you don't have understanding, if you don't have a structure in a form, even if you got it, you won't keep it. Do you understand that? See, even if you, if you, even if you get it, because you, you sometimes hear of a lot of people and they, they all of a sudden they come into great wealth and you check with them a few years later and it's gone, blown to bits because they don't have understanding. And if you don't have understanding, even if you get it, you will not keep it. And, and it's not just true of money. It's true with virtually anything. If you don't have understanding, the thing will eventually get away from you. We create with words, but we make grow with action. I want you to understand this. We create with words, but we make grow with action. In the beginning, God said, let there be light and understanding. But from that point on, he made stuff. There's a difference between saying and making. You can say, I want a cake, but when you go to bake it, you make it. So in the beginning, God said, let there be light on day one. But from that point on, he made everything else. He, he put some stuff into action. See, it begins with the saying. It begins with the understanding. But you have to have some action. And oftentimes within the church... We have a problem that we want to just ask God and sit down. We want to hold out our hands for the blessing to fall in our hands instead of putting some calluses on our hands. You know, it, it's like the story of the, of the man who, who he was a farmer and he had, he, had, he had this beautiful garden that he had carved out of the wilderness. And, and when people came to see his beautiful garden and his farm and all of his fruits and vegetables and they, they, were, they said, oh, my goodness. They said, oh, how how God has just blessed you with this garden, has just blessed you with all of these beautiful vegetables and fruits. Oh, just look at what the Lord has done. And the farmer had calluses on his hand big as a golf ball. And he said, you should have seen it when the Lord had it all by himself. <laughs> it takes. And God has to give us the power to get everything that we have. Don't, don't, get, don't misunderstand that. He has to give us the power to get everything that we have. But he empowers us. He does not do it for us. And there's a big difference in that. So oftentimes we just want to pray to God and lay back. We want, and my daddy used to always, he said, look, he said, get on your knees and pray like mad and get up fighting. So you have to, you have to put into action. We create with our words, but we make grow 
with action. So, so you have to put some action behind this stuff. On day two, he separated the waters above from the waters below. Miracle money requires separation. See, if you're in a situation where you just... Now, there's a, there's a difference between you just temporarily out of money. But if you're in a situation where you've been struggling all your days... You haven't ever had any, you, and there, there are two kinds of situations. There's some kind where you, you know, your stocks crashed. That's different. There's a situation where you have temporarily hit a financial slump because everyone's money wavers. And then there's another situation where you've been in this thing all your life. You haven't ever had a situation where you just had, where you've been, you've been struggling and been in this thing all your days. Sometimes to move into another level of miracle money, it requires a separation. It will require a separation sometimes from some people of the old ways. But the biggest separation it will require, it requires separation from the old stuff you've been doing. You've got to have some different modes of thinking, some different modes of action, some different habits. If you want to get out of the situation you have been in all your life, you cannot keep doing what you've been doing all your life. You can't keep talking like it. You can't keep walking like it. You've got to make some radical changes. So on day one, God separated and he separated the waters above from the waters below. You've got to separate some high stuff from some low stuff in your world. If you want the high stuff, you've got to separate it out. And you have to move away from all of the old, bad, negative, low stuff that you've been doing. You've got to separate some things. So day two, God separated the waters above from the waters below. And see, the more spiritual understanding that you have, the less material stuff you seek after. And what do you have to separate to move from one level to another? You have to turn to the person next to you and ask them again. Ask them this question. What do I need to let go? See, if you want to move to some miracle levels, it's something holding you down to those lower levels. And you have to seriously ask yourself, what do I need to let go? That's some, you have to separate the low stuff. From the high stuff. On day three, he made dry ground and the seas, grass, plants, and trees were seeds that reproduced. On day three, he separated the waters from the land. He made the seas, the dry ground, the dry ground, grass, plants, and trees with seeds that reproduced. God made on day three reproductive stuff. If you want miracle money, you have to move towards reproductive stuff. Whenever you find those whose mentality is not geared toward the higher level, they have always invested in non-reproductive stuff. Let me tell you what non-reproductive stuff is. And, and you can tell if you give somebody some money, first thing they want to do is put it in a fancy ride. You understand what I mean? That's non-reproductive stuff. The minute you drive it off the lot, the value of it is dropped in half. Next thing they want to do is get them some fancy clothes. The minute you wear it, the, the, the value of those clothes, they have not just dropped in half, it's 10% of what it was worth. So we buy stuff and invest in stuff. We want fancy cars, cribs, and clothes. And we buy stuff that has no reproductive value. 
That's why God on day three, he made things and within the thing was a seed. You will find that folk who have a lot got stuff that makes money while they're asleep. As opposed to if you're broke, you got stuff that lose money while you sleep. And that's the difference. So God on day three, he made stuff, but all of that, he said the seed of its reproduction is within itself. And if you find yourself putting all your resource, all your time into stuff, you got your car so shiny you can see yourself in it. But every mile you drive, it loses. It has no reproductive seed in it. So you have to learn. Folk, you, you know, you ride around in big 24-inch rims or rims spinning. They're sitting at the red light. Everybody's sitting at the red light with them rims spinning. They got a quarter. And, and, it, and it's emblematic of lifestyle. Sitting there with all that motion going nowhere. You can see yourself. You can shave in their rims. But it has no reproductive seed. It got nothing in the bank, nothing in property, nothing in anything that's appreciating in value. Everything they got, this stuff is going down in value. No reproductive seed in itself. On day four, he made the sun, moon, and stars to divide day and night and for signs, seasons, days, and years. You've got to know what season it is. So on day four, God made an indicator to let you know what time it is. You've got to know when it is time to plant and when it is time to reap. You've got to know when it is time to invest and when it is time to spend. You've got to know what season it is. There's a time to go to school and learn. There's a time to go to work. And if you don't know what time it is, people, that's even, that's even a party time. There's a time for you to just relax and have a good time. Do you know that? That's, that's party time. But the problem is, some people are on continual party time. Yeah, there's a time to let your hair down and have a good time. That, there's a party time. But you have to know what time it is. Again, turn to the person next and ask them, what time is it? You've got to know the season in your life. And when you don't know the season in your life, young people, at a time when they need to be in school, they think it's party time. And as a result, because they don't know seasons, so on day four, God put signs to let you know seasons and years and days. It's time for some of you all to grow up. And we got to know what season is time to cut out some partying. It's time for another season of life. So we learn how God created the earth. He put Clues and signs and, and indicators of how we can create a better world for ourselves. On day five, he made the fish and the birds. He made the things of the water and the air. And water and air have always been representatives of types of spirit. So on day five, he put stuff in the water alive and he put stuff in the air. He energized the spiritual realms on day five. And you've got to even understand some higher levels to even understand what he did on day five. And why he separated the creatures of water and the creatures of air on day five. On day six, his last day of creation, God made creeping things, animals, and man. Creeping things, animals, or beasts. 
and man. He made us on the same day he made the creeping things. Looked like he would have put the creeping things in there with the fish and the birds. He made man on the same day that he made the creeping things. The worms, I know some of you all don't like worms and, and scorpions and, and, and all them slithery bugs and cockroaches and, and centipedes. You don't like all that stuff. But he made those things on the same day he made you. And, and I wonder sometimes why didn't he separate those out and put man just on a holy day all by himself. Why did he make us on the day that he made the creepy things and the beast and man all on that same day? Like, you know, I would have wanted my own day. I, I don't want to be made on the same day as the worms and the maggots. I don't want to be made on that day. But that was the reason that he put man on the same day as he put the creeping things and the beast. Because mixed into us, we got all that creepy stuff. And we got all the nature of the beast. All of that mixed in with man and this flesh. On that day, he made the creeping, the animals, and the man. But he also gave man a command. And he told man to be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over all of the earth and what to eat. He told him to be fruitful, to multiply, to have dominion over everything. There's nothing in this earth that ought to have control over you. Nothing. He, God gave you dominion over everything in the earth. And there's so many of us now, stuff in the earth has dominion over us. He gave you dominion over the stuff, and the stuff got dominion over you. Some of you can't, I mean, you understand, we all know the stuff that we can't handle and, and controls us. God gave you dominion over everything in this earth. He told you to subdue it and have dominion over it and to multiply and to be fruitful. And on the final day... He rested and sanctified the day. Oftentimes we are constantly in a mode of just work, 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 work. God told you to work six days, but he told you to rest one day a week. I heard we went to a, uh, a conference two days ago. I heard for the first time in my life, one of the pastors of the conference, he had a 25,000 member church. He has the largest Internet ministry almost in existence, he, he paralleled us so close in what we were doing. And this man stood up and he said, if you don't honor the Sabbath day, I'd never heard a and Both James and I looked at each other when he said, I'd never heard a Christian minister stand up and say that who wasn't seven day Adventist. But God put it in his day of creation. People, you need to rest. You can. My father used to say people, sometimes they spend all their health trying to get money. And then you turn right around and have to spend all that money trying to get their health back. You need to rest. It's one of those principles that if God had to rest, the Almighty who look now, now, now if God had to rest, do you that's basic and you can't get around it. If God had to rest, I'm not I'm not even in the same boat if he had to rest. So people, as we take just the seven days of creation and look at what God did and understand that we are God's, that God has given us a 
certain amount of dominion by divine command over stuff of this earth. He said, look, you be God over a lot of this stuff on earth. I'm giving you control over it. I'm, I'm letting you be the manager. It's just like if a, if a president of a company said, look, I'm going to let you manage this area. You in charge of it. I give you authority. He says, I'm giving you authority over the earth. Now you handle it. You take control. And you make it multiply and fruitful. But after you spend those six days, you need to take a break, man. Because I had to do it. So if I had to take a break, what about you? Now, now some of you all may just think you're stronger than God, but I'm not one of those folks. I have to take a break. So as we look at just what God did in his seven days, we need to do the same thing. And, and this fundamentally will end the Miracle Money series. I suggest that you go back and listen to it. Because there are divine keys that if we can follow these divine keys, it will begin to open up the miracles within our world. And there are some things that are on the natural. But I have learned just in business that stuff will not open up on the natural for his people until we get some things right in the spiritual. Now, it doesn't. And I know some of you say, well, I don't I see some for who I know not Christian doing well. Those not his people. They under a different master. And the devil does have a whole lot of stuff. Don't let anybody fool you. But he's got a lot of stuff. Well, it's not his people. So it's different when we're in his kingdom and his children. God wants the miracles in your life, people, beyond that which you can even imagine or expect. He wants you to have miracle money. He wants you to have miracle health. He wants you to have miracle relationship. He wants you to have miracle peace in your spirit and miracle joy. God wants all of the miracles. In your world, and he wants it for you right now, just as soon as you're ready to receive it. Bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for sending your seven laws. And Father, we know that a law is absolutely no good without obedience to the law. Father, let us take the seven laws that you have given, digest them, use them. Make them active in our world that we can transform our world into all that you desire it to be for us. In whatever area that we are lacking, you have it. It is just there for our asking and our coming in line with that which you have ordained. Father, the miracles that you have for these people I pray now that you start letting them begin to manifest in their world. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And as I was praying that, that prayer, I heard God speak a word as I said, Lord, I pray that you begin to let God, to let the miracles manifest in their world. And I, I heard God just say, I can only let them manifest as they are ready to receive them. And sometimes even the miraculous, we're just not ready to receive them. For whatever reason, we're just not ready to receive them. It's not that God doesn't have the power and he doesn't have the stuff and all of that. He said, can, I cannot let them manifest until they are ready to receive them. There's no shortage on God's end. We have to be ready to receive them. I don't know about you. 
And I started to say, but I'm ready. But, but you know, in, in all honesty, I cannot fully say that. In all truth and honesty, there are some blessings and some levels that God has for me. But to be perfect, I know I'm not ready to even receive all that stuff right now. I got to be slowly grown into it. I'm, I'll be honest, but I'm not ready for all of the blessings that God has for me right now. I'm not ready myself. But I am ready for more than I have. I may not be ready for just all of the full impact, but I am ready for more than I have. How many of you are ready for more than you have? See, see you may not be ready for the full, because I'll be honest, most of you right now, even just talking about miracle money, if God were to put $100 million in your account right now, you'd be messed up next week. You'd be messed up next week. And the truth, you couldn't have $100 million right now. You wouldn't know what to do with it. You wouldn't be able to sleep tonight. You wouldn't be able to handle all the relatives. Come. Some of you would have folk coming after you romantically. You wouldn't know how to handle them. You wouldn't know how to handle $100 million right now. So you couldn't even handle it if he put it all. You'd be messed up next year. You couldn't handle it. So a wise father has to grow you into it. And that's why I had to correct myself as I was about to say, I'm ready to receive all of the stuff God had. No, I am not. I got to grow into some of this stuff. I've got to be. I can't handle 500 pounds on my shoulder right now. I got to build up some muscle. And that's the same way it is in the spiritual world. Before God can bless us with all of this stuff, no matter what it is, we got to be ready to handle it. And that's not as easy as it sounds. So as we get ready, and that's why I had to modify that prayer, that God would bless us as we are ready to receive it. We, we're going through a situation in our company right now. And, and we, we had a, I'd gone up a few months ago with the national sales director to one of the major chains. And, and the man promised us that he was going to send us a purchase order two months ago for delivery. Matter of fact, it would have been tomorrow. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago and we said, man, but they went through a, the economic thing. They went through some downsizing. He had to postpone it for a few months. And we said, man, thank goodness that that order did not come because the business has been so blessed and God has done it that if that order had come, there would have been no way in the world we could have filled the order. We could not have handled the blessing. So, so we stopped and prayed and thanked God for delaying the blessing until we were ready to handle it. And that's the way it is in some of your words. See, some of you think that you're ready for some stuff, but you're not really ready for it yet. And the Father knows. The Father knows. He knows. And, and you're saying, well, Lord, I, I, I can handle it. Just pour this stuff on me. No, you can't. The Father knows. So as you prepare and as you gear yourself to be able to handle the miracles and the blessings of God, then God will allow them to flow into your world so that it does not destroy you nor your spirit. And that's my modified prayer that he not just pour miracles of blessings upon you, but as you are prepared to receive them. So our job is to get prepared to receive them. Our job is to get ready. 
not to fuss about why it's not here. It's to get ready to receive the blessings of God. I'm going to ask Pastor James to come and close us out for today. Amen. We thank Pastor for that awesome message. And and indeed, that's an awesome force of creation and an awesome responsibility that we've been given. And, And even as he was teaching it, kind of the revelation hit me that out of all of these things that God created, out of all of the creatures on earth, since the beginning of time, you know, none of those other creatures other than men and women have created anything. If you think about even the, the dogs, the cats, what, what have they created since they've been on the earth? You think about even the closest animal, the monkeys, the apes, the orangutans. They still swinging from trees just like they were in the beginning. Nothing has created anything. But mankind, who are modeled after God, we've created computers and automobiles and airplanes and, and all types of stuff, fax machines and the Internet and, 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 and just all types of things, trains and all type of building materials. But everything else he created on the earth, no matter how much it looks like, man, no matter how much you break down the biology of it, of how many chromosomes it matches us, is still they haven't created one thing. So we've been given a power of creation that we many times take for granted that Pastor has brought out today. That you're the only creature on the earth that has been given the blessing, the responsibility, the gift of creation. So as you've heard this message today, go and use it wisely. With heads bowed right now, there's anybody in this place And you've acknowledged right now that you've not done a good job with God's creative ability. That he's given you the ability to create in your world and in the world. And you look back over your life and see that the things that have been created haven't really been pleasing to you and pleasing unto God. And if you want to make a change today, to say, God, I need you to come into my life, to come into my heart, so that your spirit through me will create pleasing things unto you, good things, things that will help mankind. He's given us all gifts and talents, abilities to create. If there's anybody in this place And you know you haven't been creating as God created you to do. You know that God has given you some things that if he had to write up an evaluation, even as they do on jobs, that you wouldn't get an A. You know the things that you ate to even do as a child good. And you look back over your life and say, I really haven't been using it things that your parents looked at your giftings and say, child, you're going to go a long way with it one day. But now you look at it and it's buried in a closet. Spider webs growing on it. People don't even know you have the gift now. Prophecies may have been spoken over your life with the great things that will come out of it. Now you're working on a routine job and not even using it even in the kingdom of God. So if that's you this day and you recognize that
Your creative abilities haven't been used as they should be. Come forth right now. Even as he, Jesus spoke unto Lazarus, the Lazarus come forth. I speak unto you right now. That even in your seat where you are, come forth from a spirit of complacency. Come forth and even if you have abilities now, still holding them right there. I speak even as Jesus spoke to come forth right now. Creative ability, live in his children right now. If you're not creating anything in your life, you're not living in the image of your father, the creator. He is the creator. And if you're not, if you can look in the mirror of self right now and can't see a creator, you're not living in the image of your father. When I speak unto you to come forth right now, come forth. Loose, loose from thy tomb clothes and come forth. Glory to God. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. If you are, we'll just lift your hands right where you are. And we're going to just declare some things. And Pastor talked about the power of declaration not long ago. And God started with words. So we're going to just speak some things. And as he's taught today, you remember the things that you speak right now. And it'll create some things, but you've got to go back home and take a pencil and paper and write out an action plan. And begin to take actions from this day forward. So you repeat after me. I am a creator created in the image of the creator. And I thank you, God, for giving me unique abilities that were meant to further your kingdom to reproduce after its own kind to bless other people to restore your kingdom upon this earth and Lord I declare that I will use my abilities to the best of my ability that I will create that I will invent, that I will move in the actions that you have designed me to do. And I ask right now that your Holy Spirit would fall upon me to empower me to increase in whatever I'm doing to give me favor upon the works of my hands. And I pray that you will give my mind the ideas that need to come forth 
right now in my life. Amen. 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 Lord, we just thank And Lord, I just pray over these that have come, oh Lord. I pray that you hear the words, oh Lord, that have been spoken from the lips of their mouth, oh Father. I pray, Lord, that you'll honor it, oh Lord. That you'll allow, oh Lord, the stirring of your spirit, oh Father, to rise up in them, oh Lord, even as they sleep, oh Lord. Things that may have been dormant, oh Lord. Things that the devil may have thought he had the victory in and that he had killed, oh Lord. I pray, Lord, that you'll resurrect them in your people right now, oh Lord. That, Lord, things will come out of their life, oh Lord, that will bless them, not only financially, oh Lord. That will go down generations, oh Lord, that will bless their children's children and their children, oh Lord. I pray, Father, that this day will be a, a birthing, oh Father, in your people, oh Lord, as they've taken the boldness, oh Father. Step to come to this altar, oh Lord. I pray that you'll meet them at the altar, oh Lord, meet them at the point of faith, oh Father, that they've stepped out in, oh Lord. That you'll create through them, oh Father. That you'll create through them, oh Father. I pray that you'll use these outstretched hands, oh Father. That you'll allow them, oh Lord, to weave a web of things, oh Father, that will do good, oh Lord, for your kingdom, oh Father. In every area of life, oh Lord. In the music field, in the medical field, oh Lord. In the ministry field, oh Lord. In the business world, oh Lord. In athletics, oh Lord. I pray, Father, in teaching. Lord, in every area, in law, oh Father, in law enforcement even, oh Lord, I pray, Father, that you will use the gifts, oh Father, that you'll stir, oh Lord, memories of things they used to do when they were little, oh Lord, things even they may have forgotten about, oh Father. I pray that you'll bring these things back unto the remembrance, oh Father, things mama and daddy may have whispered in their ear when they were little, oh Lord. I pray, oh Lord, that that whisper will become a shout now unto them. Even as they're an adult, oh Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And I thank you even for the children even being in here, oh Lord. And I pray that you never let their giftings die, oh Father. That it's no accident they're here, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you'll stir up, oh Lord, creative juices even in them, oh Lord. That many of them will be able to create even as children, oh Lord. Even as teenagers, oh Father. I pray, Lord, that you will allow their gifts to be magnified and used, oh, Father, to the best of their abilities, oh, Lord. We thank you right now for what you've done, oh, Lord. The precious, matchless, and majestic name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. You are listening to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This was the seventh and final message in the Miracle Money series by Nathaniel Bronner Jr. This message was number 5428 and called The Law of Creation. That's 5428. To listen to the entire series, click series on airjesus.com or theonlineword.com. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.